of Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season four, episode number 27. Today's a songs edition. Uh, our, we are the hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. We've got some, uh, we got an album review for the uh, listeners today. We got some new releases coming out. Yep. All sorts of, all sorts of music things today on this. Uh, I got to make one apology before we start. Yes. I'm being late on this. You know, we do sports and songs, and our sports schedules collided this week, so we're a little late on this week's episode. We apologize. Yeah, we apologize. It, it's busy here in the studio, but um, we're releasing this on a Saturday, a couple days late. But yeah. we used that extra time to get some extra research in on this album. Uh, I think you'll like yeah. it. I think the fans will like it. It's it's Guns and Roses, and, you know, we've yep. done Appetite for Destruction. Everyone yep. has that. Everyone's heard of it. Um, every single song on that is good. Then they waited a couple of years and went into this so-called hiatus, I guess. And then it, people were going through drug rehab, heroin, yeah. you know, Steven Adler, the drummer wasn't ready. Finally, they released this long awaited use your illusion, double CD or two CD set, use which, your illusion one and two, right? Which was kind of a big step. I mean, you do your debut album, monster debut album, one of the, Arguably 10 best debut albums ever. And then you get, I don't want to say cocky or chip on your shoulder. Well, our next one's going to be a two album set. Whoa, wait. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, they released, they released Lies, the EP. Well, yeah, they did Lies in the middle there. Just so that was a smaller, a smaller sample. And then three years later, and everyone's just you know, hungry for some more music back then. Uh, myself yeah. included. And then they take this time and then release two mega CDs. So the album review we're going to do today is Use Your Illusion, just the first one, just the one. first one. Yes. So number number one, they did two of them and released them both, and it was just uh, you know incredible. But here it is, Use Your Illusion. This was really their third studio album by American um, hard rock band Guns N' Roses, released September 17th, 1991. Right. And when this was released, I mean, this was this was a a midnight record store release where, where kids and fans stood in line when the doors the good opened. Old days. Get this, <clears throat> the good old days. Yes. Huge debuted at number two on the charts. It sold six hundred eighty five thousand copies its first week. Was Use Your Illusion two the number one album then? Uh, Use Your Illusion number two's first week sales was seven hundred seventy thousand units. Was that more or less? I didn't hear that. You know, as of you know, and this this album, the each of these went seven times platinum. Jesus. So it was uh, nominated for a Grammy Award in 1992. It's the first album for the Guns N' Roses that featured drummer Matt Sorum. Matt Sorum, and yep. he was from the Cult. And uh, Stephen Adler, you know, departed. They couldn't get him uh, on schedule dealing with some rehab issues so they said we gotta we gotta move along it's already too late we've already missed too many deadlines let's get this done um they also featured keyboardist dizzy reed and this is the first time guns and roses recorded as a six-piece band i'll repeat that andy a six-piece band that's something i didn't know myself until researching this you know that's a that's uh pretty interesting now Use Your Illusion albums represent a turning point in the sound of Guns N' Roses. Although the band did not abandon the aggressive hard rock sound that it had become known for with 87's Appetite for Destruction, Use Your Illusion 1 demonstrated a more diverse sound incorporating elements of blues, 
classical music, heavy metal, punk rock, and classic rock and roll. This is also exemplified by the use of piano on several tracks by singer Axl Rose and keyboardist Dizzy Reed. Use Your Illusion 1 contains two of the three songs in a trilogy. They, uh, they use the song November Rain and Don't Cry, along with the song Estranged in Illusion 2, which is really a tr uh, the videos. The music videos are a trilogy. Now, I didn't know that either. I've no. got some homework to do here, Andy, on this one, but those are a trilogy. So Adler was fired from the band, Stephen Adler, the drummer, uh, due to his heroin addiction. And let's go Stephen, through the Stephen Adler was a good drummer, too, I thought. Not, you know, Mount Rushmore-esque or any of that, but he was a very good drummer, had his issues. Matt Sorm, equally just as good. I don't think they really, pardon the pun on drummer pun here, didn't really miss a beat switching drummers. I don't think. Yeah, I, listened, I, I listened to this whole CD the other day, and the drumming – I was quite impressed with the drumming. I really liked actually the bass, the bass work and Duff, the other, yeah. other vocals from Izzy Stradlin. But you know, there's a lot of songs on this, and that's the other reason that it took so long is that they, they covered 16 songs. The album is 70, 76 minutes and nine seconds for just this Use Your Illusion <laughs> disc one. First song is Right Next Door to Hell. And some of these, the reason I like some of these, Andy, is they were tracks that were recorded before Appetite for Destruction and didn't make the final cut. So yeah, they have a real similar sound to Appetite for Destruction on some of these. Right Next Door to Hell is the first one. Dust and Bones is the next song. Live and Let Die. They do a cover of the Beatles uh, with Paul McCartney and Wings cover song of Live and Let Die. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, not the Beatles, but... Wings. Paul McCartney Wings, yeah. Don't Cry. Don't Cry is the next song. That that became very popular. Don't Cry is, is a song, they think it's written about Monique Lewis, the girlfriend of Axl Rose. Uh, the same face he has on his uh, tattooed on his bicep yep. is, uh, is Monique Lewis. Many think that it's about her. Next song is Perfect Crime. Next song is You Ain't the First. Next song is Bad Obsession. Now, this is a drug uh, a drug song about uh, basically heroin overdose. I mean, not, uh, heroin addiction. It's, they wrote it actually before they wrote Mr. Brownstone. Yes. Same, the same, uh, in the, you know, same. Same concept, mindset. Mindset. Uh, the song next is Back Off Bitch. Back Off Bitch is an earlier song by Axl Rose written about his first girlfriend when he got to L.A. that he lived with. Uh, his girlfriend is Gina Seiler. She moved in with him in L.A. back in 82. They had problems. She eventually kicked him out because of his anger issues. <laughs> Not well, surprising. Really? He comes back well, and in return writes a song okay. called Back Off, Bitch. I'm going to um, stop you right there. That song and Don't Crab on Ex-Girlfriend. So you're saying... He was writing songs about ex-relationships well before Taylor Swift was even born. <laughs> yes. And she made a career out of it. So just saying, yes. he stole that from Axel. A lot of these. There's songs, you know, these songs here are are, are drugs or women songs. Uh, yep. Drugs or alcohol or women. It's 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 your typical rock and roll. Yep. 
mindset is really, you know, uh, these, these are old school concepts. Now, Double Talk and Jive is another one that Izzy Stradlin sang and wrote. And this has more of a jive feel to it. It's got a yeah. flamenco guitar, I think. Yep. It's a really good song. Um, I can't like that one. Something different. Very different. You know, like they say, this album, they, tr they try new things, some expanding on some different things. November Rain features the orchestra. And this is a nine-minute song that they released. Um, Longer song. The rest are, are they're right at five minutes, four to five minutes, all these songs. There's a couple long ones that extended out, but... The next song, I didn't know of this one until I did the review, but the song The Garden features Alice Cooper in the song um, with some talking parts. Alice Cooper, of course, very good. Next yep. song is Garden of Eden, Don't Damn Me. The song Don't Damn Me is um, the lyrics get into some good stuff, basically by being a rock star. You know, don't idolize me, he says, and also don't damn me. I'm just a, a regular person like you doing my thing. I don't want kids to idolize me and I don't want the parents to damn me. Uh, this is just the role that I'm in. And it's got some pretty good lyrics on that. Very Charles Barkley-esque. <laughs> yes. And then it finishes off with Bad Apples, Dead Horse, and a 10-minute song called Coma. Now, Coma is uh, about, it's kind of like the Kickstart My Heart from Motley Crue, where it's written after yeah. a real-life flatline story, Coma couple guys in the band uh, overdosed on drugs they tell about their story here on the show coma on that on the song coma to talk about their background there with slash i think it's slash and axel rose that it's written about i think so yeah now the the personnel most we're all going to know this but axel rose on lead uh, vocals slash lead guitar some real good work on guitar here izzy stradlin um, does some backing vocals plays acoustic and lead guitar um and three songs he sings. I, I thought Izzy Stradlin did a great job on this. Duff McKagan, really well done on the bass. Matt Sorum, yeah. we said earlier, drums. And Dizzy Reed on the, on the keyboard. And they bring in a bunch of extra people as well. You know, there's a lot of backing vocals on this November Rain. A lot of horn section on Live and Let Die. people on this so overall what were your thoughts on this one andy well i think you know like i said doug mckagan is very underrated um he kind of gets lost in the shuffle with axel and slash having some big personalities um and then the whole steven adler situation and then you add a guitarist and Duff kind of gets lost in the shuffle and he's more than happy with it i think um kind of i compare him to a lot like uh uh, Bobby Dolph from Poison, the basis for Poison. Okay. It's kind of lost the shuffles. Brett Michaels and it's CC Deville and and you know this and then just Bobby Dolph kind of sits quietly, just plays bass and is the brains of the operation in a way. You know, very strong bass in this album. Um, and the drumming looks and Matt did a great job on drumming. The keyboard, yes, they listed him as a keyboardist, but he's basically there just because of a few songs. I think he could do without keyboards on some of them. Yeah, I, I would agree there. I'm not, I'm not a big keyboard fan, but it it sounded good. There's a lot of different sounds on this. Now, the band had some difficulty achieving the final sound uh, for this, especially during the mixing stages of both of these albums. You know, they, they used Bob Clear Mountain to do this, and they 
you know, they, they used, they, they covered and mixed 21 tracks with Bob. They said, you know what, let's start over. We don't like the sound of it. We're going to start from scratch and use Bill Prince. No, uh, Bill, Bill Price. Bill Price yeah. is from the Sex Pistols fame. They yeah. said, let's bring him in and do all these songs all over from scratch and remix. Because they had to redo it because of the first one, if Axel Rose liked it, Slash didn't. And the songs that Slash loved, Axel Rose didn't. Yeah, Slash was so out of there. They were butting up against this 18-month world tour that was already scheduled. So the last half dozen songs were recorded in random studios across America on days off in between gigs just to get this done. So it wasn't like this band was sitting around doing nothing. It was delayed and delayed. And finally, by the time they got it done, they redid it. They still didn't get the sound right. And finally got it done. But by this time, the the 18 month world tour already started so they, they really had to back in now i like the story of the song right next door to hell andy it's a product of the of the discord between axel rose and his west hollywood high-rise neighbor gabriella Cantor. Cantor had rose arrested and sued claiming that he hit her with a wine bottle he denied the charges and labeled her as a quote fanatical fan the condo was eventually given away in mtv's evict axle contest <laughs> so the uh, they got a finnish a finnish guitarist and songwriter to come in and help write it uh, he once worked you know that's that's timo caltio once worked with hanoi rocks yes and he played a chorus rift of the song at his home when izzy stradlin was visiting and says i think we need to use this now i love this riff in this song right next door to hell is very good and they just they just winged it but that's the that's the right next door to hell is the neighborhood <laughs> Axel's neighbor with all the shenanigans going on. I am sure there was many, many shenanigans. I had a crack staff here look this up. You're going use your illusion one was two on the charts, and use your illusion two was number one on the charts. Okay. Mostly cross world. Two always did better than one. Looks like everywhere. So probably not by much, but just by a little bit. But. So we'll add that to the uh, review uh, in the queue here down the road to yeah. cover that second one because there's so many songs in these. We're just going to fo focus on the first one today. Yep. Now, many many people, Andy, have, have commented on the, the artwork on the cover. What was that? What's the artwork? Why did they you use know, it? I've heard different things on it. I just, at the time, especially when it came out, I was kind of like, okay, it's Guns N' Roses. It kind of looks controversial, and that was kind of their middle name, you know. And, that, and they didn't need it either. They could have just put GNR on the cover, and it would have sold fine. I don't think the album cover helped or hurt sales at all for them. They were in that market. They had, you know, the listeners by the short and curlies. They could have done whatever on the album cover and have been fine. But that's just Axel taking that. They're the the team behind them. Taking it that next step went a little bit farther for a little more media attention, free advertising. I think I think um, the artwork was done by Mark Kostabi from Estonia, and they uh, they go into the detail of, of uh, Raphael's painting of the School of Athens. The School of Athens is what this took from. The original name of this painting was titled "Use Your Illusion," so that's what they got it from. Yep. 
I like it. I mean, it's it's the other album was the same exact cover, just with a different color format. The cover yeah. was the same, same artwork, and one was uh, was it blue or purple? One was yellow yeah. and red. But that's they it. It's easy. They don't have to go through and get artwork from two different people. They got one to use on both. They just did the shading. The other, the uh, the rest of it looks exactly the same for both of these albums. But you know, their first album cover, Appetite for Destruction. <clears throat> to this day, that's still their T-shirt, their logo. How many people got that tattoo? How many other that bands is one of that the logo? best album covers yeah. of all time, and it became their brand. You know, like you say, that's yeah. your, that's what's on the T-shirts. That's their brand. Is they that, kind of like uh, something different that you couldn't copy? You couldn't just easily draw on your textbook cover in school. But they try out some different things in this album. There's some blues. There's a harmonica, orchestra. And I think the the overarching comment to this is the songs that they released. Uh, here we go. They, they released. And this is not either, you know, either good or bad. But, you know, they released the song Don't Cry first, which is another kind of a ballad, long yep. song. Live and Let Die, the Paul McCartney and Wings cover. Yep. November Rain, which is an ultimate ballad yep. uh, love song. Again, that was very, very long. And I would say if you throw out those those three songs, which I didn't particularly like or, yeah. or got sick of because I over overheard them. Right. It's the other songs on this track, the deep tracks, if you will, are the very, very good ones. So anyone who does not have this album, pick it up for just the deep tracks alone. Good stuff. Yeah. If you got bored of the first three songs that were released, that's not the album. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And I... Yeah, I kind of thought that, and I was never interested in picking this up. And um, but boy, these other songs, these deep tracks, are some good good tunes. So I like I like the album. All right, I just got one note on the album. Um, first of all, can't stand "Live and Let Die" the cover. Sorry, maybe I'm just too much of a Beatles Paul McCartney guy. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, also, Slash said in an interview that. They recorded an 18-minute version of November Rain with Manny Charlton of Nazareth back in 86 before Appetite for Destruction was ever, ever recorded. Oh. So that, that's how long that song was. That's a November Rain, good song, but just overplayed and got sick of it. So that was that was created before Appetite for Destruction also. Yeah. And also I heard there's quilts. Axel kind of wanted to make that. Their version of Stairway to Heaven. Not a copy of that song, but that like that'd be their signature song. There okay. Everybody would know that one. That. And I'm not a I'm not a big fan. I think you aren't either, Andy, of the long drawn out song. No. That's one of the reasons I do not like that uh, the yeah. song Coma or November yeah. Rain. Way, way too long. And this album's long to begin with, but you throw in a couple of those, yeah. it really gets it out, stretches it to 76 right. minutes. But the rest of the songs are four to five minutes. Perfect. Uh, yep. They're good. Good stuff. All right. Here we go on with some other things. New release. We're going to dive right into new releases here. Let me get my, my note sheet here so I can be ready to sound like I know what I'm talking about. All right. Tesla is recording a new one called Full Throttle Live. Uh, These guys all, just keep cranking them out. Due out May 26th. They recorded this at the Full Throttle in Sturgis, South Dakota. So, oh, really? At the saloon there, yeah. So Full Throttle Live due out soon, just in time for Father's Day. Perfect. 
So uh, there's a shameless plug for those of you who don't have a Father's Day gift picked out for for people like Dan. There nice. you go. Just trying to help you, man. Just helping a brother out. Rat has a five album set out called The Atlantic Years. This is different than their their uh, greatest hits album. This is just the ones when they were with Atlantic. Is it right. a box set? It's a box set. You can order it on. And I've heard this in interviews, and I, I like Stephen Piercy. He's not a he's not friends there. You can order this, pre-order this on Stephen Piercy's website. Five album set. Uh, the first five albums from 84 through 90 with Atlantic remastered on 180G black vinyl. You in, It includes the Nobody Rides for Free 7-inch single, a 12-page replica tour book, an 11 by 17 bumper sticker, the Wanted, the Rat Gang sticker, or I mean poster, a bumper sticker, a replica backstage pass, and a guitar pick. If you're a rat fan, which I just saw a thing on rat, as you know from listening to the show, I love these guys. They were so lost in the shuffle in the 80s. They weren't the glorified glam metal bands like the Poisons and the Warrants and stuff like that, but they weren't the Judas Priest's hardcore heavy metal either. They were just good, hard rock and roll. These, this and would they be a off great the shuffle. Father's Day, Father's Day gift. Again, another great father. Pre-order it. I'm okay getting the email saying it's pre-ordered coming later. I could live with that. Corey Taylor, CMF2 coming out in September. Corey Taylor of Slipknot fame has another solo album coming out for those of you into that. Are we some concerts coming up? Just a few local concerts here in the area. Mr. Zero presents the third annual Trip Fest. One day, five bands, one price, Minnesota Music Cafe. Uh, we went there last year. It's a great venue. Uh, hotels nearby. Ubers are very accessible. Great, great location. The Mod Garage playing 60s music. Sir Psycho, uh, Chili Peppers cover band doing 90s. Kiss in Time doing the 70s. Hellion, a Judas Priest tribute band doing the 80s. And Rattled Hum doing the 90s. Uh, um, uh, what, oh, U2 cover band. I went blank on their name. U2. Sorry. U2 cover band from the 90s right there. That's a fun event. Dustin Bones, a Guns N' Roses tribute. We'll be at Bogarts in Apple Valley September 9th. Now, I know that's far away away, but it's right on that Labor Day weekend. So if uh, you don't blow your PTO on Labor Day, go check these guys out. Very good. We saw them last year at Trib Fest, Trib Fest 2. Uh, they're in character. Uh you will you close your eyes. If you've ever been to a Guns N' Roses concert, listen to these guys and just close your eyes. And you will think you're at that same concert. The yeah, sounds. So you don't get stopped by the looks going, oh, that's not really him. Just close your eyes and listen. And you can't tell the difference. And then open your eyes back up and enjoy the show. They put out a great show. But just they got the sound down really good. So very impressive. The Slash guitarist player, very good. Uh, Axel Rose character, very good. So uh, highly recommend it. Def Legend, our friends Def Legend from Texas, are going to be back up here coming up a couple times. Treasure Island Casino in Minnesota on September 1st. And, or I'm sorry, Saturday, July 1st. Uh, there is the Island Casino right there. Bunch of bands, check them out. And then the third, they will be playing also, wrong button, 
at Funfest in Egan. Yeah, they are good. They're very good. Def Legend, there you'll see them at Funfest. And I got one more thing. You know I can't just let things go. Yes. Everybody says rockers are a bunch of idiots and a bunch of this and that. D. Snyder, very well allocated. But here you go. Talent from non grata. Graduated. Nuclear medicine technology. Awesome. He is the one in the middle. The the one in the ponytail is the boy, Talon. The other three girls have their hair down and long. But so congrats to Talon. Like now gotta put on their Facebook page. Let's hear it for our boy Talon. Not only is he our infamous shirtless drummer, he's also a genius and graduating from nuclear medicine technology school down in Iowa. So well done, sir. Well everyone done. who says rockers are a bunch of idiots and druggies and don't know anything, screw you. Talon. Yeah. Congratulations, young man. That's another that's another band to see. And they've got new new music out. New, new, stuff. Um, new yeah, tracks. Follow them on YouTube. They got stuff out. Uh, follow them on Spotify. Non grata. We uh, post their stuff on social media a lot too, and they got things out. They basically tour the Iowa area. They dip into southern Minnesota once in a while, but uh worth the drive if you're down in that area and that's your jam. But just wanted to kind of let everybody know that not all rockers are idiots. Some of them are smart. And some of them are idiots, but uh, it's, it's a very, it's a different, diverse group than what the stereotype is. And not only is Talon a talented drummer, not only is he a smart kid, he's got this degree, he looks like Caitlin Clark. Yes. he's He's got it all going for him. He does. Well, one of the good guys there. That is good. They're a good band. Midwest Shadow based. wants to say hi, too. There's Shadow. Now, anything Shadow else, Andy? No, that's all I got. So, so it's summertime, so check out your local bars. Check out the bands there. Enjoy the outside weather. It is good. We will see you next week. Have a good, good week, everyone. You. Bye. Bye.